our special guest today is RJ Daly. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the horror genre. Well, um, my name's RJ Daly. I'm a relatively new author to, to the genre. And I've been so far, I've been enjoying writing stories that lean towards the more extreme and splatterpunk side of the genre. Um, how I got started? Well, I started watching a podcast a couple of years back called Written and Read with mm-hmm. Aaron Beauregard, Daniel Volpe, Carver Pike, and Roland Bursey Jr. Um, before that, I'd been toying with the idea of writing, but um, I suppose from after watching that and having a discussion with a few like-minded individuals within the community, um, it really started from there. Yeah. So you said you were going to, you sort of like going towards the extreme side. What's the pull for that? Um, I kind of got into more extreme horror maybe about four or five years back as a reader. Um, and I suppose... One of the, the draws was uh, it's limitless. You know, you can really push the boundaries on that. Um, and it's exciting. I, f- I find that, you know, reading about the taboos of society and maybe the things that we shouldn't mention um, or shouldn't delve into and maybe explore those and push those a little more. I, f- I, f- I find that very appealing as a reader and now as a writer as well. Yeah. So how did you come up with your ideas? Mm, um I do listen to a lot of true cat crime podcasts, um, so I find those pretty useful for the, I suppose, the grimier side of society and the underbelly of what people are actually capable of and, and yeah. what actually goes on, possibly under our noses that we 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 behind closed doors that we mightn't see or, or 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 maybe choose to ignore, so to speak, in certain in certain points, but. Um, Often too, you could be mopping the floor, having a shower, doing something mundane, and an idea pops into your head. Um, I'm also a big people watcher. I like to watch what's going on around me um, and draw inspiration just from everyday events. Yeah. So when you're when you've got an idea, are you a plotter or a pantser? Um. The last story I've just finished writing started out as a short story and it ended up at about 40,000 words. Yeah. Um, I didn't plot that one. And in doing so, I found I spent a lot of time to and froing, going yeah. back, changing my mind as the story evolves, having to flip back and change various parts and different scenes to to, to amend that to make it fit in. The My debut release, Run Red, I plotted pretty i'd say pretty heavily and i found in doing so you can nearly paint yourself into a corner in doing that so moving forward i will definitely have an outline of some kind a scene list um maybe a bit of an idea of the characters what they're they're, they're like their, their personalities etc but i definitely wouldn't be comfortable going into something completely blind and just starting on a blank page and seeing what what comes out at the other end so you're a bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of both, definitely. Yeah. And how do you create your characters? Um, as I said, um, from listening to podcasts and and again from, um, maybe even just from watching movies, reading other books, um, from the initial idea or the concept that you have of a story, you'll obviously want certain individuals in there that, um. <laughs> Will, will behave in a certain manner to drive things forward. And um, from that, you will build, or I will 
I tend to build um, that particular character's personality. And as I find as, as the story evolves and the, the characters start to interact more with each other, the, the, the personality of that character will will develop more as the story unfolds within my mind anyway. Yeah. So what do you think makes a perfect antagonist? Hmm. Um, I suppose it depends upon the style of the story too, or the genre of the story. And um, pretty much what I've been writing so far, you know, you've, you've got to have somebody that's completely despicable to carry out the acts that uh, I've written about. Um, yeah. But also, um, particularly in Run Red, um, we've got an, an, an individual within that who who is very nasty on one side, but on the flip side of that, you, you could see maybe... Uh, more softer side to him at times as well. Regrets in there, those human emotions. So um, depending on what you're writing, really, if you want to write something that's completely filthy and abhorrent, you know, you've got to come up with someone that fits that bill. On the other side of that, you may have someone who's done something and regrets it. Yeah, you've got to have someone relatable, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's what I said from people watching, from looking around. Your interactions at work or with, um, every day in the supermarket, the general public listening to conversations and eavesdropping and in and, and, and the queue at the till, you get a good idea of the, the various different ranges of people within the society and how they how they act and maybe how they interact with other people. Yeah. So how what do you think is the hardest thing about writing a horror book? Um, well, I'm pretty new to this, as, as, as I've said, and I find... Uh, keeping things fresh as the story's moving forward, maybe not repeating yourself, uh, coming up with different words for blood or guts, etc. That you know that you're not just spitting out the same descriptions all the time. Um, that can be quite challenging. Um, other things I would find pace is important. Um, you know, I, I I tend to what I've written so far has been on the shorter side. Run runs about twenty one k. My next release coming in about double that, just over 40K. Um, so pacing, I find as well, you, you need to keep things moving forward, but not at a rate where it's like a machine gun, where you're yeah. just throwing that much stuff at the reader. you got to, you know, after maybe a difficult scene or, or a nasty scene, you might want to give them a little breather. And it's just trying to incorporate those things through the story too to make it flow well. So how do you think... Um like the pacing should go do you think there should be sort of like um with short stories especially do you think they should go straight into it and have a fast pace throughout mm, it depends i i've i've read and enjoyed both of, of those styles of delivery um i have a story out in sydney shivs um fall equinox called turn to black which is really there's really just like two distinct halves to that story. The first the first half of the short story is kind of like a a, a, a build up of of the setting, the world that it's in, um, a bit of a backstory about the, the the main character and the relationship she has with her parents, and then in the middle of that story it, it just flips and, and and really ramps up and and I find that work particularly well in that delivery. Um, as you say, other short stories, I, I've read it just goes boom. It just goes straight into the action and, and doesn't stop. But I have to say, if it's engaging, I enjoy, I enjoy both. Yeah. So I know you said you base some things around um, what you see and what you hear. Mm. Um, do you base any of them on your own experiences or your own fears? Um, 
yes, in monstrous behavior, I have. My fears have evolved since I've gotten married and had kids. Um, when I was younger um, and much more carefree, obviously you 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 mightn't have worried about certain things and possibly thought they were mundane <laughs> until you have kids of your own. Um, when you have children, I think your obviously your priorities change and they kind of take over. <laughs> now as a parent, I kind of look at everything as a danger. You see them doing something they shouldn't do, you know, get off it, you're gonna fall off that. And um, you worry about strangers, about other people. And those those sorts of fears played into that story quite a bit. Yeah. It's right. You, your priorities do change, don't they? Mm. A lot. A lot, yeah. Yeah. You very think much. They so. don't, but they <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so do you ever feel sorry or any remorse for putting your readers through discomfort? Mm, I en- I enjoy reading and being made highly uncomfortable. Uh, there's nothing better than sitting reading a book with your toes curled up about what's going to happen or what is happening. Um, and I think that's what the readers like. That's what they enjoy. That's the one of the pulls of maybe the more extreme side of the genre um, is being put in that position where you're maybe physically cringing, your face is screwed up, you, you yeah. just you just feel maybe your skin's crawling. You know, some people have actually said, you know, I've read a couple of reviews, not for my work, but, but uh, for other people's work, you know, it says, oh, that scene I actually threw up a little in my mouth, for example, you know. So, um, no, I, I, I don't particularly feel any remorse for that. <laughs> so... What's been the most difficult scene that you've had to write? Oh, there is. Well, um, that's a tough one. There are some scenes in uh, Monstrous Behaviour that were tough to write um, in, involving um, a kid and his his parents. Um, and as I say, with having children of my own thought, of any child having to endure or go through those sorts of, of things on a daily basis would be just absolutely horrific. Mm. Um, there's another particular scene in a piece that I have written, um, but needs to be edited quite a lot. It's kind of just thrown in there at the moment. Um, and I thought about taking it out, um, but at the same time, after rereading it and a bit of contemplation, I left it in there because it does lend itself to the story. I think as long as what you're writing, even if it is gross or, or violent, as long as it's not gratuitous for the sake of, of just yeah. being that way. Um, if it lends itself to the story, drives things forward, then definitely leave it in there. Yeah, I think that's the problem with some some books, isn't it? That the scenes that are put in there are for shock value rather than I would agree. to the story. I, I would agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's fine. And so, some people enjoy that. And if that's what you want to write, you know, 100% go with that. Um, me personally, as as somebody reading it, if if it has meaning to it, um, fine. I, I have no issue with it having or no issue with it being in the story. Yeah. So I know you've mentioned feedback. Um, have you had any memorable feedback yourself that's made uh, an impact? Yes, quite a lot. And I think feedback and reviews are very important for an author, not not just to stroke your ego or to, to, to say how good you are, but how you can build upon things, um, how you could improve upon things, um, what people, obviously, if you're getting a good review, it's fantastic, it's great. Um, and those good reviews often point out what you're doing well, what people enjoy, maybe highlight the trends of, of, of what people are enjoying at that particular time. 
Um, one review that really sticks out for me is um, from a, a fantastic reader and re- reviewer, Karina Morse. Um, Karina reads stacks of stuff, reads some great, great books. And uh, for my debut release, Run Red, um, she, she, she turned around and said that it went into one of her top tens of 2023 automatically. And that was that was fantastic. I, I felt great hearing that from from a reviewer and a reader like Karina. Yeah, um, she's doing a paper interview and it's going into the Christmas magazine for us. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. She, yeah, she, she's a really good reviewer. Fantastic. And her, her page, No Remorse Reviews, the effort that she puts into the scene setups with the dolls and, and, and everything else and the little props that she she does, it's, it, you know, she goes way above and beyond. Fantastic yeah, stuff. It is. So have you ever collaborated with other authors or artists? Um, currently, not at the moment. Um, myself and Sydney Shiv, um, who I'll be good, very good friends with, he does my editing as well as along with my cover art and cover designs, one-stop shop for everything. Um, we had talked a while back um, about doing a collaboration in the future. Um, another couple of people just in, in general conversation have mentioned about doing the same. But I think personally, I'd probably like to get another couple of releases you know, um, my own releases, individual releases out first before I would start to to, to start to collaborate with anyone. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I personally, myself, I, I'm fine. I'm still finding my voice, my, my written voice um, myself. And um, so I suppose before I would really start to maybe go down that route, um, I'd like to maybe have that hammered home a little more. Yeah. Fantastic. So what advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to break out into the horror genre? I'm still aspiring myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Sit down and write. And and I know probably you hear this on so many interviews, so many podcasts, um, you know, just sit down and write. And I suppose at the start, when I started writing, it was a little, maybe my my schedule of writing was a little more sketchy and you might have started to pick and choose as and when you sat down and, oh, I don't feel like it today. And I suppose you really have to start, if you want to make some traction with it, you kind of have to start treating it like a job. I know, you know, jobs aren't fun, so to speak, and people work to earn money. But what I kind of mean is, you know, you got to set some time aside each day. Um, and kind of be, I suppose, um, methodical about that. Um, my writing time happens in the evening um, when the house is quiet or well, not quiet, but quieter than it is during the day. Yeah. And it's, it's just getting into the routine of getting your shower done, the kids into bed, uh, pulling out the laptop, opening it, getting some words down. Some nights will be better than others, um, but anything that you stick down, um, and consistently stick down throughout a week over the course of a month will will mount up. Yeah, uh, so that that'd be one piece of advice. Another piece of advice I would say is take your time. There's there's no rush. There's no time limits. You know, you set your own schedule. You set your own boundaries for releases. But if you're self publishing anyway, um, you know, and I think if you go on social media and you see everybody and somebody else has this book out and next month they have another book out and they've released two month, two books the following month. You kind of start looking at that and thinking, you know, should I be just doing the same? Should I have the same sort of output of that? And everybody will work at their own individual pace and their own level of ability, so to speak, um, depending on how long they've been doing it. So I would say take your time and um, just do your own thing. Write what you enjoy. Write what you enjoy reading. Um, and, you know, if if you if you stick at it and finish finish what 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 do you start you know it's very easy to 
to start something and another idea pops up and say, oh, we'll jump into that. And then another one comes along and that's more appealing. So we'll jump into that. So just just keep hammering away and chipping away at your project. And eventually it'll wrap up and it'll finish. And, you know, and don't, and don't worry about your first draft, your, your first draft. I read back some of my first drafts and, and you're like, what? You know, you can delete it. You can rewrite it. You can reword it um, and let other people read your work. Someone you trust, uh, get their eyes on it, a fresh pair of eyes and a different insight can poke so many holes uh, in the stuff that you've written uh, and you mightn't even realize it yourself, you know? Um, yeah. So that's yeah. roughly kind of my bit of advice. That's right. So have you got any exciting projects that you've got coming out? Um, no, as I've alluded to, um, my next release, Monstrous Behaviour, will either be out at the end of November or early December. I'm hoping to have it out before December, but... Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens with that. It is finished. Um, I gave the final pass of the edits last night. Um, so this afternoon, I will be emailing that back over to Sydney Shiv to get it formatted. Um, he has a little bit more artwork to do for me. So, yeah, that's coming together nicely. So that should be out relatively soon. Fantastic. So lastly, where can listeners find your books? Uh, all of my books are available in all formats on Amazon. Um, you can DM me on Facebook or um, Instagram or TikTok. I'm on all three of those platforms um, if you'd like signed copies. Um, moving forward, I would aspire hopefully to, um, when I've got a few more releases under my belt, um, to hopefully maybe set up some sort of website or web store or something like that. But for the moment, Amazon, you can get all my stuff on Amazon. Fantastic. It's a lot, isn't it, as an author? I mean, most people think that we just sit down and write books, but it's it's not, is it? You've got to sit down and write books. You've got marketing. You've got yeah. all the social media. Yeah, um, writing's, writing's only, only one part of it. Then you have your book and it's ready to go and you go, okay, what do I do now? And so then you've got to jump on your social media, kind of try and drum up a bit of, a bit of interest reply to people you know um as you say marketing the stuff that there's just it's multifaceted it's 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 huge you know you take on you put on so many different hats yeah um, it's just like having so many full-time jobs all at once all at once it's a big undertaking and you know it's a, it's a passion at the end of the day i believe um you know but people wouldn't be doing this i certainly wouldn't be doing it if number one i wasn't passionate about it and number two that i didn't really enjoy it because of the sheer volume of time it takes up yeah. uh, you've got to be dedicated to to and enjoy what you're doing fantastic well thank you for coming on the show it's been brilliant having you on Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it, Crystal. You're very welcome.